Welcome back into the Lacrosse Tribune Prep Football Podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew, a reporter here at the Tribune, and I am with our sports assistant sports editor and prep sports editor, Todd Sommerfeld. We're here breaking down the WIA quarterfinals and the Minnesota section finals of prep football. Cooley region, we are down to two teams. Left, remaining, still playing. We had four teams heading into the night. We're down to two, but very close games. We'll get into all that. But uh, we still have Bangor in Division 7 and over in Minnesota, Caledonia still rolling, trying to become a four-time state champion, or four-peat state champion, which is just unreal. (laughs) I mean, here in Wisconsin, we've seen Kimberly kind of do that in the last, was it, five, six years in a row? Yeah, Kimberly had a run. Uh, Bangor, now with that winning streak at 51 games, is uh, really been impressive and if you go back, the, the winning percentage doesn't get much worse if you want to go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ten more years beyond that. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into all that, but um, let's just run you through the games that uh, are important to the area. In Division Three in Wisconsin, Rice Lake over Sparta, 42-31. to um, In Division Five, Spencer Columbus, 13-12 to over Westby. Heartbreaker there for the Norsemen. Division Seven, the game that Todd was at tonight, Bangor beat Highland, 48-6. to and then over in Minnesota, Caledonia, 34-7 to over Chatfield. All right, we're just going to start with uh, Bangor since you were there, Todd. Uh, a big blowout win for them. They're 10-1 and now. They're going to be playing Blackhawk next week uh, in the state semifinals. But uh, following your tweets, Bangor scores. Highland scores first. Yes. Bangor ties it up or gets, goes up That's by it. one. And then don't hear from him for a little while, and then you tweet, it's like, 35-7. It's like, whoa, what the <laughs> heck happened here? <laughs> a lot of turnovers and a lot of touchdowns happened. Uh, Bangor scored 28 in the second quarter. Uh, got an interception, got a fumble recovery. Um, Carter Horseman had six touchdowns in the first half, which Jeez. is pretty amazing. Um, it didn't touch the ball much at all in the second. Uh, I was walking on the sideline, and I met, mentioned uh, something to Rick Mullenberg, who calls the offense for Bangor. And said, when's the last time you had someone with six touchdowns? He goes, we have someone with six? He didn't even know. <laughs> He's like, I just called the plays. I don't even know who's scoring. Um, so he didn't know Horseman had six. Uh, and again, played, he played very well defensively. The whole team did. Uh, Highland ended up with 15 yards in the first half. Uh, they, they got a fumble recovery to open the scoring, 46-yarder. They go up 6 nothing. They kind of botched the snap, had to try to throw it. didn't work. Um, but Bangor did not let that turn into momentum at all. They came out and scored right away. Got a turnover, scored again, 14-6 after one, and then just dominated the second quarter. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. The funny thing is there, too, I mean, we, we talked about in the preview podcast, the the thing that Bangor had to avoid was just making mistakes that hurt themselves. In the first quarter, they give up a fumble yeah. and let the other team take it back. So yeah, it's kind of a nightmare start for them, but obviously they were kind of prepared to bounce back and really yeah. just put the hammer down. That was Brendan Burke said that after the game that they – it happened against Potosi when they played them during the regular season in Potosi Castle, and they didn't bounce back that time. They bounced back tonight. Um, I, Burke had a couple of fumble recoveries. They had four different guys get an interception. Oh, um, I, they, they, Highland could not run the ball against Bangor at all, and that turned them into a passing team. And Bangor took advantage once once they made it a one dimensional attack. And. Just looking ahead for, for Bangor a little bit, we'll get into it more next week. But a uh, team they knew that was probably going to be in the way for uh, state title defense, Blackhawk. Um, you, you look at the Division Seven Final Four now, you got Bangor and Blackhawk on one side, 
and then uh, it's uh, Edgar and Nielsville. I don't know some sacrificial lamb. So I, I'm sure you had a nice season, but you're you're losing. <laughs> now you're playing Edgar. Yeah, and Edgar. Edgar's going to be waiting for whoever ends up winning this game between Bangor and Blackhawk. But it's it's just cool when you see three teams like that where before the season you know they're the three favorites and then they're going to get to decide who's yeah. the state champion. And I like the fact that now you have Bangor playing Blackhawk, which they played in the championship last year. If they win that game, they likely get Edgar, who knocked him out a couple of years ago, uh, and they beat last year. So these are two out-of-the-area teams that Bangor has a rivalry with. Right, yeah, they, they know them well. They've lot, <laughs> you know, and so it's kind of cool that they, they may get the chance to play both of them uh, this season. That, that obviously assumes that they would be Blackhawk uh, right. to get there, and that's going to be a tough game to win, I think. But just watching Bangor's defense play, it's going to be tough for anyone to move the ball consistently against them. They're going to have to try to you know hit a big play or you know really defend against Bangor's offense and then the offense is it moved the ball well today too. Horseman had a touchdown catch. Oh wow forty one yard <laughs> touchdown catch too. So he had five touchdown rushes and one one Rick 40. was getting creative out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> threw the ball to him and he, he took it the distance there too. It wasn't it wasn't a long pass, probably about a fifteen yard pass and he took it the rest of the way himself. Um, so the the offense is tough to stop and uh, you know, Bangor's defense, like I said, is going to be tough to move the ball on. I, I, I think these two teams will find a way to do something against it, but I, I can't imagine we're looking at either the semi or the final if Bangor gets there as being real high-scoring games. Right, really it's going to be dogfights. Yeah. Uh, from, from reading your story, Todd, and you can read it on lacrossetribune.com um, or in the paper, uh, Carter Horseman now with... 22 touchdowns on the season. 26. Or 26, yeah. excuse me. I think he had 20 coming in. 26. 26. Yeah. So 26 touchdowns, uh, just a dominant performance in the quarterfinals here. Um, we'll, we'll talk a lot about Bangor next week uh, in that matchup with Blackhawk because that's going to be a great high school football game. Do we know where it's going to be yet? I know it'll be a neutral it'll be, site. It'll be, but... Yeah, it'll be Madison area. Okay. Uh, sounds like it could be as close as Mauston. Could end up being down Middleton, which is turf. Oh, okay. So make interesting there. Mauston is not, and, and I don't think Mauston was a playoff team, so they probably haven't been on the field in a while. So I'll do some work to the field <laughs> to get that ready, I think, uh, if it ends up being there. But we'll find all that stuff out via the WIA uh, tomorrow. Gotcha. Make sure you're uh, paying attention to lacrossetribune.com. Todd will get that up as soon as all that stuff is posted. Um, just like you did, you had basically had the whole playoff field before WIA even released it. Yeah, we did this Yeah, year. the, the brackets, year, yeah. Right? Yeah, our, our contacts came through. There we go. All right, so we'll go over the other winner of the night uh, over in Minnesota. Section 1AA uh, championship, Caledonia over Chatfield, 34-7. to uh, This classic Caledonia game just dominated on defense. On offense, did whatever they really wanted. Um, excuse me, quarterback uh, Noah King had two touchdowns passing, 241 yards. Uh, he had three touchdowns rushing. Basically, they wow. had yeah. They basically got down into the red zone. Then would do some bootlegs and stuff like that, and uh, just let get the easier scores with Noah King. So five by the two forty one too. Yeah, uh, he had a nice touchdown on a slant uh, near the goal line to Eli King, his brother. Uh, Eli King ended up with four catches for one hundred and forty yards and a touchdown. Uh, Nick McCabe, who had a nice feature on coming into this game, sixty eight yards rushing led them there. Um, just. Classic Caledonia, that's their 51st win in a row. And uh, then they're going to be moving on next week. They're 10-0. Um, moving on next week Playing to play. Team, say the name. Yes, here we go. <laughs> New Richland, Heartland, Ellendale, 
Glen or no Geneva. Geneva, yeah. Yeah, right. New Richmond H E G <coughs> High School. Uh, they're nine and two. They're the Section Two champs. Uh, Minnesota's uh, system is that they have a predetermined bracket in the the state uh, tournament, which I find kind of strange because <laughs> I mean I'm sure New Richmond's nice, a solid team this year, nine and two, but that's not a fun matchup. Everybody, Maybe. yeah, everybody comes in as a nice, solid team when you play Caledonia. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, just. Todd, you obviously have a better perspective of it historically in this area, being around here for almost 20 years now, but just the uh, the way that Caledonia, the, the player shuffle, the name shuffle, all that type of stuff, but the style is the same and the way that they just don't let – I've been here for now four years, what's to pay attention to football here for five. They don't let little – things get in their way they don't like slip up they don't have a bad game nope. they have games that aren't like as good they'll have like you know kind of stinkers by their standards but they'll still be 30 point wins you know yes it's just they, they never seem to, to trip up themselves or kind of get themselves uh in a bad spot by how they came out and played one thing caledonian football players are not allowed to do is get ahead of themselves right they always are focused on what is next and everybody tells you that every coach tells you that every player tells you that um, but I can say from, from experience and, and seeing what goes on in Caledonia, they're not, they're, they're not looking forward to the semifinal. They're not looking forward to the championship game. I bet a lot of those kids probably don't even know who they might play in those games. Right. Um, you know, we've, we've joked here about you know, trying to get all the people and you know, Caledonia kids without cell phones. And, you know, they, they block a lot of stuff out, and they really have tunnel vision on what they're trying to accomplish as a team. And, you know, that comes from... Coach Fricky and Schrader and all the rest of the people on that staff that that's what they've established there that's what's expected there and they every year you can see how the kids buy into it you think at some point you know it, it might turn some kids off or they can't you know I guess fit themselves into that hole but that's what you have to do if you want to play football at Caledonia and you get you gotta find a way to shut that extra stuff out and they do it right and just one last note on them it's a school of about 200, a little bit over 200 kids, and they have 75 boys lined up on the varsity <laughs> sideline during the playoffs. I mean, that's a well, testament they, to what they do in the program that they've, they've created over there. Yeah, and they, they're close. I don't know if they reached it this year or not, but they were close to dropping the single A in terms of enrollment. <laughs> but uh, in Minnesota, you can still play up, and they have no intention of dropping. Right. Uh, but enrollment-wise, they're... I think they were like less than 10 away last year. Jeez. I mean, that close. So I don't know if they ended up dropping to it this year or not um, in terms of, of football enrollment. But they'll stick with double A because it's working. Why, why do you want to yeah, <laughs> yeah. drop? If you're <laughs> I mean, there's, there are seniors on that team, obviously a good amount of them. And they're all a lot of key contributors. But there are seniors on the team that have never lost a high school football game mm-hmm. and potentially could go through their entire high school careers. Never losing in four state championships. It's just it's, it's nuts to think about. Yeah, it is. All right, we'll jump over to Division Three now. Uh, a tough one for Sparta. Sparta, kind of the darlings of the, the, the MVC, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the great stories of the season. They fall 42-31. to 31, But this was kind of a – trying to think of what's the word um, – microcosm of their season in one game because they fall down 21 or 28-7. to seven. They started out – Bryce mm-hmm. Edwards gets a touchdown to go up 7 nothing. Then 28 straight points by Rice Lake. Great team, quarterback and running back, just had the field days in the first half. Uh, so they go into halftime 28-7. But the big thing there was that right before half, they fumbled the kickoff, so Rice Lake had a chance to kind of put the game away. But Sparta gets a stop and doesn't let them score. Um, I think they knocked down a, a pass 
to end the first half. And I, I feel like that gave them a little bit of momentum because they come out in the second half, get a touchdown right away. Rice like answers, so it's 35-13. But then three straight touchdowns by Sparta, uh, get them within 35-31. And then they just can't get a stop in the last couple of minutes. Uh, Rice Lake ends up scoring, setting up the final score. But just a really impressive continuing to fight. And it shouldn't be surprising at this point with this team, right. the way that they just they never just let a lead or let a game uh, get away from uh, the way they played the second half. But to be down 28-7 to on the road in the playoffs and then make it a game in the last five minutes, it's just a, a testament to those guys. And again, to do that against Rice Lake, I didn't know it got that close. Yeah. Uh, I just saw they were within 10 at one point, 35-25, um, but I didn't see the 35-21. So they're within one score, just needed a defensive stop and needed to, from what you said, make their conversions. Mm-hmm. That that was one thing. So Nick Church has the 51-yard pat or catch from uh, Cole Wisniewski to get to 35-25. Then after an interception, Wisniewski hits Church for an 80-yard pass. So within the span of about, you know, 10 minutes of uh, real time. It went from kind of a blowout to, holy crap, we're in this game. But uh, that was, you mentioned the conversions, uh, a big um, kind of miss for Sparta today. The special teams, they missed a field goal. They had an extra point blocked, an extra point missed, and then missed two two-point conversions. So even if you just say, hey, the extra points all get made, it's a 35-35 game with about four minutes left. Uh, who knows what happens? Just it's tough, but that's that's why special teams are so important. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking every at this point in the game, high school teams have to find kickers. Yeah, have to find someone who will just kick extra points. Uh, whether it's talking to kids in the soccer team or or recruiting, it's it's recruiting the halls or, or whatever to get somebody in there. It's you got to find somebody that can at least go out there and, and do that because it makes puts you in a lot better position week in week out because you can count on it. Right. I mean, you look at on Alaska. They Kaylee mm-hmm. Manglitz. She was a senior this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, she probably missed less than eight, ten extra points in her entire it's, career. Yeah, she made a lot of extra points. Yeah. For, for on Alaska, kicked some field goals too. But right. Was, but she was she was a, a constant. They when, yeah. they when they scored that touchdown, they knew they could send her out there and get that extra point. And and when you don't have that. Even if you go out there and score the first touchdown, you come walking off with six. Yeah, it's a deflating you, feeling. You yeah. feel like, wow, we can be down after this. You and, know? The other, and the other team <laughs> can still say, oh, if we score and kick our extra point, we're ahead, not just tied. Right. Um, so a great season, best part. It's funny, we talk about like, how great this season was. End up being 6-6, six six and, and six, six, yeah. but at the same time, like if you look into all these games, it's just a, a wild ride for Sparta. Yes. Uh, Rice Lake moves on to the semifinal. Uh, just a... It's funny to think that Rice Lake or that Sparta gave Rice Lake a more complete, better game than Onalaska. Seeing just how that Onalaska Sparta game went, I guess they were pretty equal. But just the fact that Sparta just really put it to them at the end and made it a game, yeah, was impressive. Yeah, uh, to to be within one score late is impressive in that one. All right, jump into our last game here, Division Five, Spencer Columbus thirteen, Westby twelve. Another game where special teams and conversions loom pretty large. Uh, just to give you a quick rundown. Westby scores first. Uh, Alec Luck pass uh, to Dawson. Now I'm forgetting his name. Dawson. I have it written down. That's a good thing. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Great radio here. Yes. Dawson Marshall. There you go. There we go. Dawson Marshall gets the first quarter touchdown they pass. Play last week too. Then they missed the extra point. 
So like you said, that kind of deflating feeling. You're down there. Yeah. You go up six nothing. Central Columbus came back. Long drive, two yard run goes up seven six. Defensive battle all throughout the second quarter. Then kind of the it's weird. The first and third quarters are pretty much the exact same. Then in the third quarter, Westby comes down. Uh, Alex Gluck finds uh, Ryan Danes for a short pass for a touchdown. But then they go for two to try to get back up to fourteen. They don't get it, so it's twelve to seven. Uh, Spencer Columbus Catholic um, scores. They don't get their extra point, or excuse me, they might have went for two. Either way, they didn't get it. So it's thirteen to twelve throughout the whole fourth quarter. Uh, Spencer Columbus has is driving. They're inside the five. Uh, Westby gets a stop at the two yard line. Uh, gets a turnover on downs. Has a ball with about two minutes and twenty seconds left and two timeouts. They drive all the way down to Spencer's twenty-eight with eighteen seconds left. It's fourth and five. They try to get uh, Ryan Danes on a deep pass into the end zone. Uh, it was just a little bit hurried by the Spencer blitz. Uh, just didn't connect there, and Spencer kneels out the game. So uh, a valiant fight for Westby there, but just a uh, another tough one. And uh, talking to Andy Holes after the game, the, the Westby coach, it was just one of those defensive battles that he he felt like his guys played so well. And one of the interesting things that he said to me was. He didn't think that Spencer was ready for how physical Westby was, which is funny because it's like, hey, that's that's their defensive style. They'll hit people, and mm-hmm. Ryan Ames will run around and smack people around. But uh, uh, he said that he didn't think that Spencer was ready for how physical they were, and it was really a dogfight throughout that whole time, and just those those conversions really come back to bite him. Not surprising the way Westby played defense last week. They seemed to go out there and do it again this week and get that, that stop at the end. Um, I was – hanging on the edge there because I, I saw the tweet about the uh, taking the ball over at the two and then didn't see another one for a long time. I was like, I wonder how they're doing. <laughs> um, but uh, interesting to, since uh, Bjorn Liam kicked all of his extra points last week and, and did, the, the first one was low but got through, but the other the other ones that he kicked were, were great kicks. Um, so it's too bad he didn't come out and hit that one to, to you know get him going early there. Um, but, you know, I thought there was a potential there for it to be a good game just because of the way it was to be defended and the fact that you have a game-changer like Danes there. Mm-hmm. And Alex Gluck at quarterback has, has had a great year. Um, but, yeah, to, to get that close at the end, get down to the 28 and just miss it on a timing thing, right. like you said, you know, the play was there, it sounds like. Uh, just a, a great season for Westby, and it, it's just cool to see two programs in Westby and Sparta that haven't, had a ton of success in recent years. Yeah. To get put some things together, Sparta gets their first two playoff wins ever. Westby makes a deep run for after not being so hot. Some years, yeah, yeah for seven twenty years, and just not being so hot even regular season wise. And the last few seasons, just good to see those teams rolling uh, in the right direction. And then we've got kind of our two constants in the last you know yeah. five ten years of the area: Bangor <laughs> and Caledonia still playing on. But um, we will have continued coverage. You can read our, our roundup and Todd's story from Bangor. We got video today. Yep, from Bangor. Oh, yeah, so video up there on lacrossetribune.com. Our YouTube page, just search Lacrosse Tribune. You can subscribe there. It's broken down. You can follow all the sports videos on there. Um, let's see. We'll have another podcast sometime next week, previewing our two matchups. Um, maybe talking. Maybe give you a little taste of what kind of our thought process in the. Uh, all Tribune teams coming up in the last yeah, few weeks. Release the schedule. Talk yeah, a little bit about that talk, type of stuff. We'll talk about that, yeah. Um, so you be on the lookout for that. But tomorrow we'll have the matchup, or the location at least, of the Bangor matchup on lacrossetribune.com. We'll tweet all that yep. stuff out. But we will be back next week for the preview there. Thanks for listening. For Todd, I'm Colton. We will see you then.